Saving money on your outdoor project? Now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. It is Friday, April 27th, with the special edition of the Wrestling Inc. podcast. It's Raj Geary. Uh, Glenn Rubenstein will be joining us shortly with Mr. Matt Morgan. Matt, how are you doing today? Doing very good. Uh, I did not want to miss this show, especially after that pay-per-view. So here I am driving uh, in between uh, work and the gym, and I want to definitely talk about this show. Yeah, so uh, why don't we just start off with the Greatest Royal Rumble. Quick, uh, what are your quick overall thoughts? As a whole, I, they put so much money into this thing. Holy mackerel. The production, the set was awesome looking. The pyro at the end was the best I've ever seen. Better than Mania. Yeah, it looked, I mean, it looked awesome. Um, hey, what's up, Glenn? Hey, how's it going, guys? I'll let you take over. It's been a long day. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen the, the sunlight yet. It's like a beautiful day out here in Denver, and I haven't gotten to go outside the house yet. So, uh that's what I'm yeah. doing after this. Uh, to Matt's point, what a production, right? I mean, that was definitely a spectacle. I mean, look, and that's the thing. It's uh, Today we're going to talk about the event. I feel in the build-up to it, we talked a lot about the politics. Um, I think uh, there were a couple surprises actually today in that regard, being that Paul Heyman and Drew Gulak were there. I'm sure we will hear more about the behind-the-scenes story in the coming weeks. Um, the other big thing of note, no Sami Zayn. Raj, did that story break today and I missed it? No, I mean, he hasn't been advertised like the whole time. He was never on the poster. Um, so I, I don't know what happened there. I, I don't know if he had something else going on this weekend so that was really important. But <laughs> no. he, I mean, he, he I mean, that was a really Raw, notable though. absence, you know, when but you got Tucker Raw, Knight in there. Yeah, but during Raw, he promoted it, right? He was talking with Angle, and Angle was talking about he was going to be in the Rumble with these guys, with Daniel Bryan. I'm, I mean, I don't want to speculate because we don't know the complete story, but I mean... Tonight online, there was some heat, uh, I guess, about the segment with the Davari brothers because there's a uh, beef between Iran and Saudi Arabia. Now, apparently that segment was not shown on local Saudi Arabian TV. So I wonder how they are with Syria, that whole thing with Sammy's charity. I mean, yeah, you know, that's, yeah, that's that was my guess initially when I didn't see Sammy on there because I assumed he would be because he's Muslim. Um, and I just, yeah, I don't know. I, I know like there's different sects of Islam and a lot of them don't get along in the country. So I, I didn't know Saudi Arabia and Iran, uh, had a lot, you know, had a conflict. So man, I'm learning a lot. <laughs> yeah. Right. Every wrestling journalist had to have a crash course in uh middle East politics <laughs> yeah. over the last couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think what's surprising tonight is what didn't happen. Uh, people were speculating, God, what was it, Raj, online, these stories? Oh, three or four titles are going to change hands. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why. Um, because they weren't treating any of those title matches like they meant anything. You yeah. know, like that's why I switched my pick on on Wednesday with the, the, the two, the U.S. title and the Intercontinental title matches just because they were not uh, promoting it at all. So, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, no, no title changes really. I mean, you had uh, Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt win the vacant title, so I mean, you had one title shift, I guess. But yeah. Um. So let's start with it, man. Matt, 
What did you think of that opening match, Triple H versus John Cena? Coming right out with a main event worthy match to begin the show. That was exciting as hell. Um, yeah. I I can't think of a better I mean, have we seen a better opening match? Like a bigger, like, you know, a bigger pair start off a pay per view before? Uh no, nah, I mean, because I was gonna say uh, AJ versus Cena at uh, No Mercy, but no, I mean Triple H is obviously bigger than that. Although that was a really hot match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not match wise, just like superstar wise. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Like this could have been the uh, main event on almost any pay per view. I mean, one could argue a mania maybe if they built it. I don't know. Anyways, yeah. I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool as hell to start with that. Um, it was different, um, and uh, it, it. I hate to say it, but it. Doesn't put as much pressure on the guys to have to tear the house down, you know, when you have still have Nakamura and AJ and all these other guys that could now work circles around that. Yeah, I mean, it was a really basic, simple match, which I really liked. It was old school. Yeah. And uh, and what I liked is this: uh, the crowd reacted to it. You know, like fans here, I think they would have crapped on this match, but the the crowd there really liked it. Yeah, they don't like stomping and punching. They're not fans of that here. And, and test the strength. <laughs> when do you ever see that? <laughs> Come on, a third money uh, high spot. <laughs> yeah. So I thought it was really cool. I thought uh, I thought it was a fun match. Uh, it was exactly what it should have been. You know, Cena getting the win uh, and uh, coming out with the kids, and you know, it's a feel good feel good thing. Yeah, the entrances were really cool. So we got Triple H, uh, actually kind of a subdued entrance by his standards, his mania standards. Uh, he had the lasers going. I thought it looked awesome with the blackened stadium. I mean, it just looked, the whole thing looked like such a bigger production, even bigger than mania. If you could uh, crowd, if, if you could pipe in crowd noise in this event, it would oh have been on, on another level. If you could have gotten the people from the top down to the bottom. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Matt, go for it. I thought it was piped in at times, guys, because it felt it kept feeling like they were cheering for something we weren't able to see. Yeah, yeah. You know what's weird is that how they had the seating. Like there were so many, so much of the floor was empty because they blocked it off for, you know, they they were saying for the royal family. So the people making the most noise are the ones that are farther back. So the ones like directly in front of the camera are not really, you know, making much noise, and there's not that many people in front uh, or in front of the ring. Uh, so it, it made for an odd, um, odd sound atmosphere, even though when there was someone they saw as a big star like Undertaker or, or uh, you know, Cena, uh, they, you could hear them because they knew who they were. Right. Yeah, it was uh, I'll tell you. So the production of it, the set design, the entrances, I mean, this this was fantastic. I think regardless of how you feel politically about it or the matches themselves uh, or the booking, man, I mean, this thing looked, I was going to say, it looked like a million bucks. No, it looked like, you know, somewhere between 20 and uh, and $200 million based on what we've heard. <laughs> yeah, uh, but Saudi put in a lot in the production, so I'm guessing they paid for all the, the fireworks and, uh, you know, all that stuff. And it looked so amazing, I thought. Just, uh, but Glenn, why do you keep saying politics aside? Well, because it's hard to discuss this event online, even today. I mean, I was today I was said, okay, you know what? Right after the pre-show, no more. We're not going to complain about the lack of women. We're not going to talk about, oh, the um, WWE sold out or compromised themselves. So what I'm saying is regardless of what you think about this event, even if politically you think this is the most despicable thing the WWE has ever done, you have to say 
well, it, it was really impressive how it looked and how the production was, is what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, like yeah. Stephanie McMahon wasn't there. Did you guys see that video of that dinner? Yeah. Last night? Matt, did you see that? Yes. Yeah, it was like uh, Vince, you know, like Jesus in the center of the table, you know, at the Last Supper. And you had Brock and Undertaker joking around and Roman Reigns, uh, Kurt Angle, Great Kali, Mark Henry, uh, Rusev, Shane McMahon, all there. It was a really, uh, it's it, just a really interesting video to see. It's on Wrestling Inc. If you haven't seen it, it was posted yesterday. But um, uh, yeah, like Stephanie McMahon wasn't able to make the trip. So the whole woman thing, I know it's weird. We've been, we've talked about it a lot. Um, but my thing is, uh, if it is getting better, and it's it's still way away from decent. At least, yeah. they're, you know, working with a regime that's trying to make that better um, as opposed to uh, a regime that isn't, um, you know, like this regime is the one that br brought back the right to for women to drive and, you know, attend sporting events. So, gosh, it's baby steps. But obviously having an event where women aren't allowed to compete leaves a, a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah. I mean, and it's and it's more than that. I think some of the issues people have with it. I mean, with Saudi Arabia. I mean, even, not to drag it all up, but I mean, you know, man. I mean, it's like situation in Yemen, funding terrorism, links to nine eleven. There's uh, human rights violations, no freedom of speech, the treatment of gay people, uh, treatment of other religions. I mean, for a long time, owning a Bible there was uh, punishable by death offense. I think. I've got to ask him. Why would this billion dollar conglomerate? run a risk and go there because they gave them i mean literally more care. so much money they couldn't say no why does beyonce go there to play at some sheik's birthday party because matt what i'm telling you and this is why it was controversial when you have a country that has all this oil money and can outbid your moral compass uh it can, well, you can't but you, you know what i'm saying i'm not saying yeah. like in wwe their moral compass you know <laughs> not the, Come on. not the strong. <laughs> Maybe a notch above Don King in terms right. of moral. Compass. I mean, look, you can. I mean, obviously, I'm not defending the stuff that happens in Saudi Arabia, but I think you can look at a lot of countries, see stuff that's going on that people work with that you know we all work with, um, or devices we have that were made in China, and you know a lot of the stuff there. So, look, I, I'm not a fan of it. I think they could have said no and said until the women are allowed to compete. I'm like, they could have said, look, let's do something. We can get our partnership started, uh, but we won't bring a show here, a big show, until women are allowed to compete on it. And I think that would have been a, a big, um, and that's something they could have bragged about, you know, being like, yeah. look, we're working with this country that's trying to get better. And once our women can compete there, we'll, we'll hold it. Last thing on that point, though, Raj, I think it's actually better the women didn't go for that reason. When you saw Triple H giving that interview saying, oh, Saudi is, uh, people are, you know, confused about Saudi Arabia. It's misunderstood. Could you imagine, remember how pissed we all were when the women were on Twitter putting over moolah because it, they sort of had to? Could you imagine the outrage if Bailey was talking about, oh, you know, women are making such strides in Saudi Arabia. I think people's heads would have exploded. But, it, but then they are. If they're allowed yeah. to compete there, then they actually are making great yeah. strides. But it's like what really matters, though. You know what I mean? I mean, equal rights. Yeah, but we you don't really have that. You know, even I here, know. you can say gay rights are still not. Absolutely. You know, so but this isn't like Jesse Owens going to the 1936 Olympics in Berlin to prove something. I mean, this the, is a women's rights sport. here. Were, you know, they're, they're, 
I mean, women are equal, but you know, when you want to talk about equal pay, I mean, there's all these rabbit holes you can go down. When Absolutely, you're being the moral police, but and that's why I'm so glad this show is over. Because, yeah. and I'm sure our fans are too, right? Because yeah. it's like it's so hard to just look at this and detach everything else from it, given how crazy this was. And um, maybe we should do that now. Yes, <laughs> let's right. do that. All right. Absolutely. Uh, what what was that belt Braun got at the end? Did they just like create some new was, like? Dude, that was dope looking. I take that belt. That belt. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> hey Matt, is there any way you could get the phone a little closer, or is it kind of tough? Because I know you are you're, you are Sorry, driving. I'm driving right now. I'll try not to kill myself. Over. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, uh, safety first. Um. Yeah. That, you that, 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 that cares about dope people. He doesn't care about me. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought the belt was cool, but yeah, it was random. They didn't say what it was, if it meant anything. It's just, I mean, you already had the trophy. The belt seemed just extra, but whatever. Huge trophy. Do you think Braun actually gets to keep that? Uh, I mean, usually they give them replicas of titles. Oh, yeah, that it, makes so sense. They made I two. Would, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so John Cena won over Triple H, back and forth. Oh, Old school match, I mean, definitely in the sense that it is not what you see from the current top guys today. Hot crowd, good pacing, though. Yeah, I mean, they had the crowd, you know, in the palm of their hands. Uh, people were into it, and it was fun. I mean, that's what wrestling a lot of times just should be. And I like that the fans didn't crap on it, which you could have gotten, in, you know, in other places. And let them do their thing. You got two megastars, regardless of if you love boo booing Cena and everything. He is a megastar. He does not need to be doing this right now. And, um, you know, going out there and, and doing their thing, and it was a fun match. Cena, what, it was it three AAs? They kicked out of each other's finishers at one point, and then, uh, yeah. yeah, you got a couple more to get the win. Yeah, so that was a cool way to start it off. And it's kind of weird, right, that the Cruiserweights had to follow that um not the way these shows typically go with the rhythm because i thought the cruiserweights put on a great match i mean this was really good uh the what was the finish there the salita del sol into the lumbar check that was a cool finish to it it just i think the audience wasn't as hot for this match i mean what, what did you think of it matt how did you feel momentum wise this worked of course they weren't they wouldn't be anywhere <laughs> that's uh, uh that's one constant <laughs> There's no context where that would ever change. Yeah. Yeah, right? I mean, it's the way you build these shows. Um, and that's I mean, the, the danger. Cruiserweights, the Cruiserweights, really it's hot. a dead division, you know? Yeah. I hate to say it because I, I, I love the action. I think the matches are really good on 205 Live. But if no one's watching or no one cares, then that's that's what you get. And even at this show, it's, second, you know, it's the second match. These guys haven't seen wrestling in forever, and they still weren't into it, so... That tells you something. But it was a good match. It was short, but it was good. The whole show, man. I mean, they cruised through. Until Taker, they cruised through. Yeah. Which was kind of nice. Then I was like, oh, this might end up being four hours. But then, you know, once once Taker came on, there was still like, I think there were still like two, three hours left in the show. If I'm, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. So I was like, oh. Maybe they they'll finished, end this early, but they, they finished, finished right exactly at five. Exactly five hours. Yeah. I mean, that was amazing that they were able to time it out. Exactly. Um, 
so after that, we got the tag team titles. Yeah, Cedric won that. Cedric won. Lombard check. So the Bar versus Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt. All the suspense are the team that are going to SmackDown going to somehow win the Raw tag team titles. Yeah. Um, but what did you think of the match, Matt? Oh, Matt, you there? Lost Matt. Oh, we lost Matt. Raj, what did you think of the match? Um, it was there. I think the crowd wasn't that into Bray and, and Matt. and The match was there. It was fine. Uh, it was another short, basic, simple match. and um, Yeah, I, nothing special. What did you think, Matt, of the uh, – we were hoping you didn't crash there. <laughs> oh, uh, with uh, the tag match uh, between the uh, Matt and uh, Bray against the bar. They're good for what it was, right? Nothing crazy. Uh, I'm surprised they won the Vegas titles, though. You know what I mean? It's a mixed team. Yeah, but you, you, you didn't think the bar was going to win. They're on SmackDown now. Fucking watch in general. Yeah, between the two of them, yeah, of course they would win. But. Yeah. Um, hey, um, so Glenn, what do you think? The match, I mean, this is where it started to feel kind of like, okay, this is a glorified house show, which a lot of people were saying ahead of time, but, and then it is, right? I mean, these are the matches they've been doing at the house shows, uh, by and large. It was serviceable. It got us to where we needed to be with Matt and Bray winning. Um, but it's funny, for as much as commentary was trying to put over this idea that Bray Wyatt changed after going to the Laker reincarnation, it looked like the same old Bray Wyatt to me. There wasn't anything different about his style of wrestling, um, you know, it was kind of back to the same old, but I think it, it works for the time being. Uh, this, this crowd wasn't into it. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> they, yeah. they didn't react to them at all. They weren't doing the delete. They weren't, you know, actually some kids were, did you see, like it was, uh, it was right behind the Saudi Royal family. There's some kids in the Cena shirts, like the hardcore were sitting yeah. there doing the delete thing. I thought was, that was, that was really cool. And that was the thing for me where it was like, um, it just really drove home the disclaimer on all of this, right? And I think everyone knows this when we've been talking about any of these issues. We have no issues with the Saudi Arabian people. It was great that they got to see this show. You could see how much they enjoyed it and they have, being able to have a spectacle like this in their backyard. And that was really cool. I thought that translated really, really well, um, including the moment when you saw, like, uh, you know, like even uh, the, not just young boys, but the little girl, like Iron Dad's shoulders going by, Cena giving her the high five. That was cool. So it was cool to see that there were some kids there that knew the delete thing and were into it and doing it. And I thought that, w that actually helped get the energy up during a lot of these matches because that ringside crowd was dead. For ninety nine percent of this, it felt like yeah, which is unfortunate. Um, Again, I don't know. I I think uh, people farther back were alive for it, but just just how they had the seating and everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was very strange. But even you could tell, you know. So the single men were sat in the the upper stands, and you could even tell with some of the chants and things there, like that. Those were the, the guys that really, really knew and were more oh, yeah, sure. like an American, like an American crowd. The families hit or miss, um, depending on the situation. Yeah. Um, let's see. So yeah, Matt and Bray, new tag team titles. After that, U.S. title match: Jinder Mahal versus Jeff Hardy with. If Titus hadn't done what he'd done, this would have been the funniest moment of the night. Titus took the heat off of gender for sure. 
Did you see that, Matt? Did you see the the gender botch? Yeah, poor guy. <laughs> but okay, so when they're training you, Matt, because there was that famous one with Enzo also, where Enzo didn't go over the rope, and then he just jumped over the rope after Cesaro threw threw him. When you were being trained in the WWE, I mean, how would was that how they tell you to save a situation like that? Just pretend that it hit. <laughs> No, you're supposed to do it again. If there's no, if there's something ever happens where there's no contact made, let's say, or it's so phony and obvious, you better do it. You better do it again and have the pop proper contact, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, for those who missed it, Jinder was. I think he was a little out of position, and then uh, Jeff Hardy went for what was it? The um, not whisper in the wind. What, uh, twist of fate. Twist. No, uh, the he was doing the. The flip from the top rope. It was the back with Swanton. It was like a it was like a roll from the top rope, but yeah. you know he's jumping on Jinder, and uh, he he missed, and then Jinder sold the bump anyway and just fell backwards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was kind of the only thing I remember from this match. <laughs> yeah, Jeff retained, so belts did not switch brands. Yeah, clean clean win. Once this happened, you you knew the IC title was staying on SmackDown. I mean, on Raw, sorry. It's been a long day. Yeah. Matt, any other thoughts on that match? No. (laughs) It is Whisper in the Wind. Sorry. Sorry about that. Yeah, it was was Whisper in the Wind that he was trying to. Hey, there's three moves. (laughs) Three big ones, right? And we named them all. Oh, man. After that, we got. Did you guys notice? uh, I don't know if you noticed with the pre show. Matt, did you see any of the pre show? No. It was worthless, but uh, <laughs> towards the end of the pre-show, it's like pretty bright outside, and then once the main card started, it was dark, pretty dark. Um, so like within a couple minutes, and so I guess what they they had pre-taped the pre-show earlier. Um, really? Yeah, by because they have one of the they have two prayer times, and one of the prayer times fell like within the pre-show time. So they had pre-taped that. I don't know, maybe a maybe a half hour earlier than when we saw it, so it was on a little bit of a delay, but. Yeah, so that was one of the prayer times, and then there was a second one, which might have been here. I'm forgetting. Um, yeah, uh, that makes sense though, because it seemed when everyone speculated it was going to happen, it just kept rolling along. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so the second time, because it was a 15 minute prayer intermission, yeah. and I think it was after this match they showed that Saudi kind of like propaganda video um, about. <laughs> How great. <laughs> Raj, we said we weren't going to use. <laughs> we're trying to move past this. Well, that video kind of was, you know. No, it absolutely um, was. Yeah. This whole show was. That was the entire <laughs> point of this. <laughs> but yeah. Um, <laughs> so they showed that video. Then they had like a bunch of promos, right? They, were, they had yeah. the Chris Jericho promo. They got no pop. And the reason it didn't get any pop was that was the prayer intermission show. It wasn't gotcha. shown on the screen. And they did a Daniel Bryan promo. So they had like... 15 minutes of stuff uh, for this prayer intermission. Actually, I, my thought of this and John Cena, the thank you he did to the crowd. One, I think Cena should do that more often. I've seen him do that at uh, some house shows where he'll like thank everyone for coming out. But I thought that was really cool. But two, the little thing about the city, I would actually like dig if they did that in every city they held a pay-per-view in, show the athletes or show, you know, show, the, show the superstars doing their thing, their signings. I thought that was kind of They cool. go to these cities more. all the time. All the yeah, I know. Cities. But if you should, I mean, it just makes it feel more special. It makes everything feel, and oh, let's just say the big five. 
let's just say they do it for those, the ones where there's a takeover and it's got more of a, you know, destination feel to it. Yeah. I liked it. I thought it was cool. Um, so after that, yeah, we got the Chris Jericho promo backstage and then the Usos versus the Bludgeon Brothers. Mr. Matt Morgan, any thoughts on this match? I mean, I hate to say it, you know. Um, I, the, the, the spectacle of this event for me made it anything at all. Otherwise, a lot of these matches I did not care about. If I could have fast forward, I would have. It, it really felt like filler after Cena versus Triple H until we got to Styles versus Nakamura. That's exactly right. Yes. Yeah. It was like if you cut out those hour and a half of that show, um, <laughs> could have been a tighter show. Yeah. But you know, Harper, Harper looks in great shape. He slimmed down a lot. So he, but he almost doesn't look like a monster, you know, in there. Like he looks just a few inches taller than the Usos and about the same size. Right. I agree. Yes. I mean, he looks in great shape, but uh, you don't want to yeah. listen. You don't want to be that lean and skinny. And wearing wearing what he has to wear in that ring. I'm not saying be fat, but build your shoulders up. Do I mean maybe he can? I don't know, you know. But uh, you're supposed to be a big man. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Glenn, are you frozen? Or are you there? No, I'm here. Sorry, I'm trying. I'm trying to see if I can get some more info on the Sammy thing, so we have a source because there's so much speculation right now. So he, he wasn't advertised for it. So whatever it was, it happened a while ago. Yeah, but Monday he wasn't a promo. But he didn't say he was going to be there. He did. Are you sure? Because oh wait, no, he didn't. He did put it toward Kevin Owens. Actually, you're right. Yeah. About bringing, you know, he Jericho. Who else? Somebody else. Daniel Bryan, I believe, or somebody else. Right. They were talking about others, but I, you know, when I first posted the the poster with Great Kali on it, that was like a week ago, and Sami Zayn wasn't on that poster. Hmm. Well, we'll see. So, so according to, I don't even, I'll just credit him. So according to bodyslam.net, I'm not familiar with no, this. No, no, no. Don't they, they. Brad Shepard, is he reputable at all? No. Okay. So forget him then. I don't um, know if he is. It, right? he, he, he's broken a couple things, but th- that site is not credible. He's speculating that something was shot with Sami Zayn, explaining they wasn't, didn't feel well. And, but I guess they obviously didn't air that. And Meltzer, even Meltzer is asking online saying, so I guess Sami Zayn didn't get into the country. So like. That's why I'm looking to see if anyone knows the actual story. Here, I'll send you the poster from over a week ago. And they had yeah. everyone pretty much that was on this thing. Every active uh, guy, you know, they, obviously not the NXT guys, but Sammy wasn't on there. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is weird because there was speculation. Heyman wasn't going to be there. And then Heyman showed up on the pre-show. Andrew Gulak, both people. Yeah, within a day that was fixed, the yeah. speculation about Heyman. And Gulak, the cruiserweights were never announced. So, yeah. So the Bludgeon, Bludgeon Brothers retained. Actually, okay, no, wait. Here's, here's a match that I was excited for. Um, I thought this, this was up there in the best matches of the show. The ladder match for the Intercontinental Championship with Samoa Joe, Finn Balor, The Miz, and Seth Rollins. And Seth Rollins, unless they were piping something in there, Seth Rollins sounded like he had maybe the hottest entrance of the entire thing. Um, I, I mean, I, I wasn't paying that much attention to it. I, Miz got pyro in his entrance, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the entrances were cool. I, 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 I take it back earlier about um, being filler. I thought this match was really good. 
Yeah. Poor Finn Balor, man. Like, but I guess, I mean, I think just seeing how beat up he was, uh, cut there and everything, um, man, but him and Rollins put on uh, the whole match. The whole match was good. But yeah, I would have liked to have seen Finn win this one. Me too. I, lo- I love the match itself, though. Yeah. This, this, this one picked it up. This match picked it up for me. Yeah. And the crowd definitely came to life a bit for this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a good match. Um, uh, Seth retaining. I, I just felt like it was too early for Seth to lose. He just won a few weeks ago. He's a big star. So unless they were swapping the titles, it, it didn't make any sense for Finn to win it yet. Yeah. Um, man, I, was, I mean, one of them has to turn for them to feud. But uh, like we saw, I mean, they've always put on really good matches together. I thought this was great. The ending was cool. They were both climbing up the ladder. And yeah. Finn like, had it I mean, in his hands, and, and, and Seth kind of snatched it away. Most believable ending to a ladder match I think I've seen that, that I can remember. Yeah. The way that that worked. I thought that was really what cool. The hell have you, hang on. When have you seen a ladder match that didn't have a believable finish? They kill each other in ladder matches. No, no, because it's always the, oh, I'm slow crawling. Oh, the other guy's going to get me. Oh, no, what am I going to do? Oh, I throw a punch. Oh, I go back. Like this, they both looked like regular people racing up there to get it. I mean, it just it looked, it wasn't that same sort of, I'm trying to move through jello that you see in a lot of these ladder matches when people climb the ladder to get whatever's hanging. That's my point. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was cool. It, it looked like more real, um, right? Which no, I nice. know what you mean. Because, yeah, there are so many times when they're so slow getting up that ladder. Like, and, and they were just running, you know, before they got to the ladder. And I, I know what you mean. Yeah, and I, I, I thought it was a cool matches. finish. It was a cool I love finish. ladder matches. And this one was really, really good, really physical. A lot of great spots, a lot of great moments. Um. I mean, look, if you didn't watch the show, I would say watch Triple H and Cena. Um, watch this. Pretty watch, much from here on. Yeah, from That's here on. Good. You know, it, I mean, it felt more uh, live and essential. But yeah, Seth Rollins retained. And oh, then we had uh, some tryouts who tried out in Jeddah for the week. So were they signed? I mean, I'm assuming they had some sort of deal if they gave two of them mic time. Um, I don't think so. I, th- I mean, they just... They're just opening that performance center, right? It's tryouts. So, I mean, probably a development contract. Yeah, probably. But nothing more than that. Who? The uh, Saudi trainees that were there. Oh. Yeah. And then Sean Davari, friend of the podcast, uh, who's been on here a couple times, came out with his brother, Arya Davari. And at first I was like, where are they going with this? And then proceeded... This was actually really interesting. I don't know if you guys felt this way, but to see other to see the WWE use cheap heat of uh, one country crapping on another country uh, in a foreign environment, I've just never seen that before. You know, it was really different to see them touting Iran, saying Saudi Arabia is bad, and then you know, of course, they get their asses kicked. Even though they were both <laughs> born in Minneapolis, right? Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I I didn't know. I when I heard that sh- uh, Sean was going to be at this show, I assumed like they expected them to get a big pop, or it was like a, something for the locals, like that they'd like it. Um, I didn't know they were going there to be heels. So, yeah, that surprised me. I again, I don't know all the 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 tension between the two countries, but 
Uh, cool surprise. I thought that one Mansoor guy, the, the kid the with the long train, hair, the kid with the long hair, he had a lot of he had a lot of charisma, and like yeah. he he looked like he's been doing it for a while. Um, I think that dude has a lot of potential. He's a little on the shorter side. That always hurts you in WWE, but um, I think it, you know he, he of, of that group. He looked like he could bake it. He looked like a, a young Seth Rollins almost. Yeah. And then, man, this was a long pay-per-view. Shinsuke versus AJ. So, Matt, did this live up to your expectations, even with the uh, double count-out finish? Real, real, real quick, before oh. we get to that, the how the trainee segment ended. Oh, they just, uh, they kicked him? So, Sean and Ario started talking smack, you know. Yeah. And um, then uh, the dude with the long hair, uh, Sean pushed the dude with the long hair. Mansoor, Mansoor pushed him back, and then one of the other trainees hit him with a kick. Arya took off, was out of the ring, and then uh, the other trainee uh, nailed nailed him with something. What what was it? Um, and then they threw Sean out. So that was how that segment ended. It was a, I believe it was a flying dildo. Ah <laughs> oh, man. Anyhow, so Matt. The uh, Shinsuke AJ. Can I answer? <laughs> Please. Um, not, not what I thought it would be. I thought it would be a little bit better than this. Um, not because it was bad. Not at all. Um, I didn't like the finish. You know what I mean? I wanted to see. Like, I wanted Nakamura to win. Yeah. Love that new I wanted, entrance. I want. I love his new entrance. I wanted it to be. I wanted them to start showing the line, the the, the, the next layer of the storyline with the Bullet Club. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I I felt like it wasn't the right time to do the title change. They ha- hardly hyped this match on SmackDown, and it feels but, like uh, too soon. Yeah, I. Sorry, I, don't know what, I didn't know what they were thinking though, because. Honestly, I, I couldn't figure out for the life of me why do they have this raging hard on to go to Saudi Arabia to begin with, other than money? And I keep hearing they're bringing all these huge stars in. It's going to be star studded, the size of a WrestleMania, you know, as far as stars go. So I'm thinking they got to drop a title here somewhere. Yeah, it it was like they wanted to do a big house show that doesn't inter- almost doesn't inter- interfere with the current storylines, even though. You know the Roman Brock kind of does. I actually I don't know if it really it actually didn't do anything. Um, but I, I actually liked the match. Yeah, the the finish was crap. But you I thought I saw it coming. I figured I thought Shinsuke would be DQ'd for low blowing AJ, and you know, but I didn't think they would have this title change because they didn't even mention it on SmackDown when when they were doing their angle. I feel like oh, there's there's still some mileage to go before Shinsuke wins it, and then. I don't know if AJ wins it back or where they go from there, but I think this feud is going to be going on all summer. Yeah. Double count out. I mean, the beatdown after was pretty cool. Um, the match, I thought this was better than their mania match up till the count out. Had a better rhythm to it. I thought the crowd was, uh, had some good energy for it, but yeah, man, the double, just that ending. Yeah. I hate when it's that sort of like, well, there is no winner. Who's to say agree to disagree. Yeah. So short backlash. We'll get round three. Um, 
after that, Rusev versus The Undertaker. Okay, Matt, was this better than the Mania match against Cena? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. It was I'm, fun. It, is, you know, it was what it was. We got to see Taker. End of story. When is that ever bad? Yeah. It is kind of funny that this match went 10 minutes and Taker versus Cena, which should have been like a dream match, went you know under three at Mania. Yeah. Um, I thought it was good. I, did it, I was worried the first time Rusev went into the casket. I was like, oh, this isn't going to be over now. Um, but there were some good moments. That leg drop on the apron, I thought that was pretty good. Taker was more athletic, um, better movement here than I think he had at Mania. I felt Mania was very just let's hit the greatest hits and get out of there. Yeah, I figured it would be dangerous for him to try the tombstone. Uh, on Rusev. That's why I was kind of surprised when they announced this match, but they found a way, you know, Aiden English was, you know, not as stocky. So <laughs> he, he took the tombstone. So it was a, it was a cool match. Yeah. At the end, uh, Taker, what did he hit Rusev with before he put him in the casket? I know he hit Aiden with the tombstone. Um, was Rusev already in there? And then he hit Aiden and threw him in as well. Yeah. So Rusev was already in there. Then he hit Aiden with the, the tombstone and then put him in the casket with him. I wanted so badly just for Aiden to jump in there before Rusev could just with like, Lord, take me instead, you know, just trying to block him out of it. But uh, no, burying both of them, I thought was a fantastic way to end it. Rusev day, not as big in Saudi Arabia. It, it The chance been dying down in general, um, yeah. you know, WWE, they're clearly not pushing it. And I think it's starting to, to take, you know, I think Aiden's little rap that he does is too long with the intro. I feel like before it was two lines, Rusev Day. Get right to it. Yeah. Get right yeah. to it. Yeah, now, now they're trying to give him a little too much of a showcase, and it's probably hurting it. Um, yeah, so that, that was a good match, though. I thought, you know, and I, I think now with The Undertaker, um, I'm, let me put it this way, I'm now excited about whatever match he does next. I feel that this kind of really was him getting his mojo back, whereas WrestleMania, I was a little more uncertain. Yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see if we see him uh, again soon. Yeah. Steel cage match, Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. I prayed, I said a prayer to God, please let this feud end. It, it it did not. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? But Brock Lesnar's still the champ. Cool finish. So this match yeah. was, I thought the match was good. Um, you know, Brock started right away with uh, a bunch of Germans and then hit an F5. And uh, he didn't go for the cover, I don't think. But um, yeah, it was a very physical match. Uh, it was good. Uh, but the finish, Reigns speared Lesnar through the cage, and Lesnar's back hit the ground, and so they declared him the winner, even though technically uh, it's supposed to be whoever's feet touches the ground first, and Roman's technically did. his. Uh, you know, he kind of rolled off first so before Brock's feet ever got to hit the ground. So I'm not sure if it was meant to – they were meant to do that or if it was a botch. Uh, I, I mean, he was definitely supposed to go through the cage, but as far as the feet, I don't know if that was supposed to be uh, how it played out or if it was on purpose to play into that that Roman really won and to set up another rematch. Or, I don't know, Brock beat Roman twice now. It almost seems like it's time to move on. 
What do you do with okay? What do you do with all that stuff you've done to build up Roman Reigns again? I, you know what? If if Rome, if they've decided that Roman's not the guy, like they're they're not going to make him the Cena like they had been. Um, then turn him heel. There's no reason not to now. He's not. He doesn't do all the make a wish stuff that Cena does. I understand why they never wanted to turn Cena heel, but it's time for Roman to turn heel. You turn Braun babyface. You have Braun beat Brock for the title, and then you have a heel Roman Reigns feeling like Braun stole his, you know, his moment, his title, and do that. And I think it would be hot. It would be, but we've been saying we've been asking for this for almost two years now. For oh, sure. Okay, so. So here's my problem with this. Again, they've asked us to come along and wait until this story plays itself out. And what I mean story, I don't mean him versus Brock. I mean Roman being the hood ornament of that company. The guy. Okay? And yeah. Here we wait. And still didn't happen. Didn't happen to Mania. Doesn't happen again. And it's frustrating as hell as a fan. You know what I mean? Not in a Markish way of Ooh, I wanted to see a table change. No. In the way of, this is why fans do not trust this show. Yeah, I think we're just ready to, to move on. I think Lesnar's champ has just been so stale because it's been the same thing for so long. Uh, the same promos, you know, every incredibly time he's on. Incredibly stale. I love Brock to death, but this is, it's been incredibly stale. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, and even in bringing Heyman out there, the crowd seemed about as into Brock as they were into Roman. Yeah, Roman wasn't super over here. Uh, he was over, but not, he got some booze too, so. They should have flown over those plants from the other night. They could have, yeah. From Raw. Yeah, so, um, so if, if this is a case of Vince feeling like Roman's, uh, He's not, it's not the time to pull the trigger or, I mean, now the reactions for Roman have almost gotten worse in a lot of ways. Like he was starting to get cheered a lot when he, when they put the shield back together. Um, and then he's back to where he was and it's not changing. He's a good merchandise seller, but not the best. Uh, he's okay, number we two. We saw this before. This is what pisses me off. We saw this a year ago, at least. Yeah, but I think Vince, Everything maybe. we're talking about now, a year ago, we knew all this. Right. Yeah, but now the, you're seeing it in the booking. Because if Vince had been sticking with his original decision, Roman would be champ right now. So something's and happened. Stick. And he needs to stick to it because it, it it sends the wrong message to your. I'm just telling you the truth. It just this was such a predictable story, and it was supposed to be predictable. You see what I'm saying? You've asked us to go three years on this journey, two years, whatever it was. You know, yeah. I, I, I had faith in them because they did it finally with Daniel Bryan kicking and screaming, but they gave it to us at the end. Right. Yep. And I'm not saying everybody wants I'm not saying everybody wants Roman to win as far as fans go. But I'm saying as far as that's what their excuse was when they kept burying someone like Daniel Bryan or other talents like AJ at one point and all these other guys that we want to see be in events. Um, they all have to do the job to Roman. Wait, you see what happens, and then make your judgment. Well, I'm making my judgment now, and it fucking sucks. <laughs> my language. Well, but if if they did change course, wouldn't a payoff of Roman turning heel finally still be better than him winning the title? No, it's 
still a fart. I'll be excited when it happens, but it's still a fart in church because it's too late. We needed this heel turn a year ago to maximize Roman's heat. For sure, but they if they still do it, it'll still work. I think it would still be it would still be a huge it'll shock. I'm sorry, Matt, you're breaking up. What's up? I'm gonna stop talking because I'm not gonna talk over you. I'm not gonna talk over you. I can't. We can't. You're breaking up because you don't shut up. I'm not gonna talk over you. Dude, go ahead. What were you saying? That regardless if he's a heel or not, great for his character. It's not. It's still late. It's still a year late, and you're still not maximizing that kid's potential. So you're saying you'd rather keep him a babyface and I'd say no, still beat Brock for the title? No, no. I'm saying you go through to the plan you guys said you were gonna because the best way you guys book is six months in advance to a year in advance. You don't change this shit at the last second, and if you do, it's because something huge happened, right? Maybe he feels a wellness policy test, something crazy like that. I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of Roman Reigns, by the way. I'm not driving the Roman Reigns bus right now. What I'm saying is, this is where they lose faith. This is where fans lose faith in the creative team. Because their excuse of burying all of my guys, from AJ to, to, to everybody, that Roman had to steamroll over to look strong, this was supposed to be the payoff. And now the payoff a year and a half after the fact is going to be a heel turn? No, that ain't good enough. You guys misjudged him as being your guy. You should have owned it when it was ready to happen, when, he, when you could have maximized his heel turn, when people were booing him out of the arena way louder than they are now. So what do you think is going to happen then? I'm not saying what I think. I'm just going off on a tangent on the WWE creator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but after, after what happened tonight, what do you think should happen? No choice. They have no choice. They cannot extend. I tell you right now, they're going to extend it is what I think is going to happen. Sorry, uh, Glenn. I think there's going to be more. So you ah. think it's, you think it'll be Reigns and Lesnar at money? I'm presumably money in the bank since uh, it's too soon for backlash. Me. And I will want to kill myself. Yes. Yeah. Oh, no, it's like when a TV show goes on too long or you lose interest. And if we're watching the Roman Reigns show, and, the, and Brock is the big bad. I mean, haven't you guys ever just stopped watching a TV show because you're like, they went down the wrong path, this is boring, or this is tedious, and they're just not getting off of it at a certain point? That's the problem with this. You're lost. Yeah, well, at least Lost <laughs> paid off at the end, from what I understand. But you know what I keep thinking of? Is, uh, I think of what shows like Once Upon a Time or How I Met How I Met Your Mother is the best example. Like, that went up for nine years. And I was like, when's he going to meet the goddamn mother already? Let's wrap this up. And they waited so long that people were just angry by the time it ended. Yeah, Walking Dead is there too right now. <laughs> yeah, TV. And that's the thing. You're, you're doing TV, guys. This is a TV show about a wrestling company. I, I honestly think they're done. I think Roman and Brock, this ended it. He, so who's the guy? I think Braun. I'm Selfishly, that. guys, Matt Morgan, the fan, hope so. But like we're, we're t- I'm talking, when I'm talking the way I was on a tangent there, it's about them losing fans trust is what i'm saying that's all and i get really i get irritated that a lot of guys could have been at the top a lot faster if they didn't protect golden boy roman with the built-in bullshit excuse of well we gotta get him the lesnar at mania for his big win that was the excuse for everything and guys got ran over for for it yeah but i don't see them changing 
the guys that got ran over are guys other than Braun are guys that WWE probably doesn't see as the guy anyway. Um, like they weren't going to push him. What's that? Yeah, Braun though. What about right. Braun? And when Braun last year it was too soon. I think now he's ready. He's over as hell. I think it's. Uh, I think they should have done it at Mania, but um, yeah, I think I think he that's who they should do. I think Reigns turn heel, and you got uh, Braun and Reigns because you need someone for Braun. And actually, it opens up. What's up? I would like that. I would like that, Raj. Don't get me wrong. I would like that. I'm just saying. They they, they, they they were screamed at by the fans for, for, for like, what, a year and a half going, we don't like this guy. Stop shoving him down our throats. Yeah. Well, wait and see because there's going to be a payoff here. Okay, we'll wait and see so we can see him win this championship. And then finally, maybe you guys will turn him or something like that. That, 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 that was my reaction as a fan. Just get there already, you know, was my yeah. reaction. You know? And then here we are. Nothing. Well, um, with, with the ending, they definitely could lead to another match because technically Roman did win, and uh, you know, <laughs> so can we get Vince back on the meds he was on for that month when they strapped a jetpack to Finn Balor and made him the first Universal Champ? Oh man! But you know what I'm saying? Like that's what's so weird about this because the plan then was it was going to be Finn and KO. You know, uh, Brock would have assumably uh, done something else. No, I don't know about that either. I love Finn, but go ahead, Matt. It being new people, though, is the thought behind it, Raj. You know what I mean? Maybe, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was just exciting. And I think that's the problem now is it feels just uh, maybe they don't have a plan. If it's if look, if it's Braun, I don't think anyone will be unhappy about that. I think even tonight is a show. And that's the weird part about this. They've shown all along that they believe in Braun. Yeah. Except. except he's just they're not pulling the trigger and except against Brock. I mean, I thought he should have beat Brock last year. I thought that would have been the way to go. You know, and, and Braun versus Roman, by the way, that was exciting. I mean, that was super exciting. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I, I, I think it to Raj's point as turning Roman heel, okay, in, in a babyface Braun, that he's right. It's good. That would be a fun angle. That would be exciting. It'll be good. Great. But I'm just talking. I was trying to talk on a different level than that stuff. As far as losing, losing faith in that writing team. That's all. Yeah. So we'll see, man. Uh, we'll see. I doubt Brock's going to have a match at Backlash. Maybe he. W- I mean, he should. But hey, it's too soon. I usually want to give a little more build for a Brock Lesnar match with how much you you pay him. Ooh, triple threat with Samoa Joe, Roman, and Brock. He could, I mean, he could do it, but um, yeah. I mean, Raw is one thing is Raw, Raw is desperately lacking heels. Yeah. Uh, you got KO, and that's about it as far as top guys. And so they, they need more, more heels. So somebody's got to turn soon with Joe going to SmackDown. That's it. Then. I mean, well, I mean, it's Roman, and it's not going to be like, haha, see, we said it was going to happen. He's, he's turned heel. It's just, again, the timing of it. Yeah. And it would work. Need, they need him. I'm oh, sorry. They need him as a heel right now. Obviously, like you just said, Raj. Yeah. It's just I don't know. And what I if this whole thing is just they want CM Punk's record broken. <laughs> they keep having Brock retain so that he'll break CM Punk's record because he's now. I think he's just a few days away from breaking it. Uh, Brock is. Yeah. 
If anyone in the chat knows how, how close Brock is to breaking CM Punk's record, uh, let's let us know. But uh, yeah, so that, that that was that. That was that. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! If they turn him heel, I swear to God, the audience will start. The audience will start saying "believe that" along with him. Like strangely, I think it'll be magical yeah. because people will get into it. Um, yeah, fifty man Royal Rumble match. This man, Daniel Bryan, Dolph yes. Ziggler, started it off. I mean, overall, Matt, let's let's start with your big picture thoughts on the match. <laughs> My big picture thoughts? Yeah. And um, it was one hell of a whop, whopping big uh, battle royal. It took forever. Um, it gets old to me. Doesn't it get old to you guys? It was tedious a little around yeah. number 20 to 40, maybe. Yeah, the okay. problem is when you're going from 30 to 50 people, you're just adding 20 people that you know aren't going to win, right? Yeah. Exactly. It, I like the beginning. I love the Daniel Bryan, uh, Dolph, you know, beginning. That looked, those two guys, you know, definitely said, hey, let's, let's make, let's go at this and act like we're really trying to throw each other out. Because so many times guys get in there and start running spots. Yeah. And after a former wrestler, in my head it would be, well, I've got to work this guy. you got to work his energy down, right? So then you can shit can him over the top rope. Yeah. You know? Um but I like this. I like that they were trying to throw each other over immediately, and it looked real as they were doing it, especially Daniel Bryan's stuff, I thought. Um, did you see Bobby, like, drop, what's his name, square on his head? Big Cass? Oh, my gosh, that was scary. Get up, Cass! <laughs> yeah. Get up, Cass, you lazy fart. Get up. You think that was Cass's fault? No question. And um, it again. When somebody puts you back down to suplex you again, you jump, put springs in your feet. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, real quick, a lot of people pointing out that it's 45 days for Brock to win it, so it'd be June 10th, I guess. For some money in the bank. Yeah, I, I think. Uh, let's see. When, when is money in the bank? Um, so anyway, uh, yeah. D- what happened to Daniel Bryan's chest? Chops. Thought From it was who? chops. Uh, the, he just didn't keep getting them from like various people throughout. Because he exactly. looked like, I mean, it looked nasty by the end. No, um, June seventeenth, Money in the Bank. Sorry, Matt, go. Did I miss something with Daniel Bryan? That's how he got chopped up a lot, right? Yeah, his chest at the end was just you know beat red, like it looked like hamburger meat. His arms looked jacked. Um, like yeah, it, it looked like he had been through a war, but I didn't remember you know, like a, a big ch- exchange of chops or anything. So I wasn't sure where he got that. Take one big one to do that. You know what I mean? Maybe Braun hit him with one or something. Hmm. Yeah. Off camera. Mike Canellis may have set a new record for the shortest time in a Royal Rumble. Uh, what else was notable? Hornswoggle came back. Um, who the, who was, um, who was Hiroki Sumi? Oh, the sumo wrestler. He's just a sumo wrestler. That's my understanding. Never done any pro stuff? I don't know. That was one of the most random <laughs> Rumble uh, entrants since like Drew Carey. And, like it was, uh, no one knew who that was. <laughs> I was like, is there like some old Japanese star that I'm forgetting about? But he didn't look old. So it was really, really random. 
Yeah, so Hornswoggle, that was a one-off, right? Like, they didn't re-sign him to a deal? I think so, yeah. Okay. I think it was just comedy. Probably for the best. Yeah. Uh, who are the NXT guys that were in? The guy from Heavy Machinery, um, Tucker Knight, uh, Dan Matha, uh, and there's someone else I'm forgetting. Oh, uh, Babatunde. Babatunde. Just fun to say. He's huge. He was taller oh, than Strowman. Who was? Babatunde. Oh, yeah. He looked it. Yeah, he was gigantic. Kali, you know, was advertised. Um, uh, uh, so no Drew McIntyre as far as guys on the main roster. Uh, no Drew McIntyre. Uh, no Sami Zayn, like, as we mentioned. Uh, I'm looking here that Saudi Arabia cut off relations with Syria uh, in 2012. So they, they have bad relations. So that it might be something to do with that. Because um, oh. uh, Sami is of Syrian descent. Uh, yeah, Meltzer said he was told by some people that Sammy wouldn't be there, but nobody wanted to confirm it. They wanted to keep it quiet, is what Meltzer's saying. Yeah. So it is what it is. Yeah. I'm sure. So, so we're gonna get, we're gonna learn in the coming days and weeks a lot of details behind the scenes, including the five pages of behavioral guidelines they gave to talent before going there. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. The King, I guess uh, Jerry Lawler was talking about it. He said he wasn't sure if he could refer to himself as the king uh, because he, uh, I guess the Saudi Arabians want their king to be referred to as the king or something like that. So, but he wore the crown. I mean, he had the crown on during the pre-show. Yeah. Um, I mean, this really got going. I thought once Kevin Owens came out and then we got Shane, um, we had Shane Daniel, Kevin in there, Jericho. It's weird they saved Jericho for so late. It felt like he was barely in it. Yeah, I don't. Did he have any eliminations? I don't think he did. No, uh, big cast. I mean, really, it was to build up to the showdown. A big cast and Braun Strowman. Jericho yeah. eliminated Shelton Benjamin. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Shelton Benjamin was there towards the end. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like a lot of the rumbles, right? Where it doesn't really matter much until the last ten. Like they'll throw in some funny surprises and stuff, but it was a long time. There's a lot of filler. Um, Shane did uh, his spots that yeah, he was pointing out that so, uh, he had through the table at the end also. Now we got to talk about the highlight. Oh, <laughs> Titus, Titus Worldwide. Well, T- Titus World Slide is now people have dubbed it on Twitter. Did you see that, Matt? I think we lost him. Uh, so, oh. Matt, did you see the Titus slide? No, I missed that. You they reshowed it like five times. You have to go and you have to go watch it. It was insane. So Titus is hitting the ring before he could get to the ring. He like, I guess he slipped or something and he flew and he slid and he went all the way under the ring, like completely head first, head first under the ring. Like, was it, was this a run in attempt? <laughs> yeah. He was running to the ring when his number was called. Have you went under the ring? <laughs> He slid and flew under the ring. You have to see it. Just go on Twitter and search for Titus. It'll, it'll there's tons. Crap. I'm sorry, I missed that. Commentary <laughs> was punchy tonight. Um Michael Cole speaking of which Michael Cole at one point announced uh, the late Sergeant Slaughter when referring to uh the head vice with the fist move and then had to correct himself that Sergeant Slaughter was very much alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, commentary was all over the place, but their punchiness really showed after the Titus thing. They were just giggling, and they re-showed it, yeah, I think four times. Yeah, they showed that a bunch. 
Oh man. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it was uh, so the last ten. You kind of had that's when you kind of got the big stars in. You had so Daniel Bryan set a record. Yeah, uh, he was number one, and uh, he was there at the end. Uh, and he lasted. I think it was like an hour and ten minutes. The previous record was an hour and two minutes and change by Mysterio. So somewhere, um, so he he broke that record, and uh, they mentioned it on commentary too that Daniel Bryan has been in the Royal Rumble, has lasted the longest in a Royal Rumble match of of anyone. So new record set. Cool. Yeah, it was something, man. I mean, I would say yeah, go back and start watching at that ladder match. Um, fast forward everything between Triple H Cena and the ladder match, and. Yes. Uh, they they made Elias look like something special here. Yeah, like he he got a Good bunch pop. of eliminations. He eliminated Orton. Um, so I think Elias is on the precipice of being a top heel in the company. I mean, they're definitely building him that way. They are yeah. building him. Yeah, and I think with how many eliminations they gave him, I mean, they made him look like uh, they made him look like something special there. And so we had him, uh, great colleague came at the end, uh, Ray Mysterio, Ron Strowman, Ray Mysterio, who looked great. Um, him and, uh, there was, there was one spot where him and him and Orton did, uh, like a six, one, nine RKO combo on Braun Strowman, which is really cool. It was dope. Yeah, there was some good stuff. I mean, this for what it was, um, there were definitely some very entertaining moments this is just such a such a weird and surreal show i mean from the start time to the circumstances it was under and then the pacing of it i mean this 50-man royal rumble took up 40 percent of the the runtime felt like yeah i mean they only did like one minute intervals i think it was a little bit longer than that but um yeah it was a lot of filler but you know it was a fun match i mean i thought i liked how it was booked um stroman winning uh it makes sense I'm glad they didn't have someone like a Mojo that's, you know, kind of has a connection with the area because his parents got married there. Um, so I was glad they didn't do something like that because, you know, it's it because it's kind of like the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. When you don't have stakes, it doesn't matter who wins. And so that's kind of how this was. Yeah. Braun got it, got the huge trophy, uh, the belt that goes along with it. Vince McMahon was in the ring presenting. Maybe they'll yeah. introduce it Monday uh, and announce him as the Saudi Arabian champ. That Saudi Arabia now has its own title. (laughs) It's to be taken like a placard trophy. I know. Yeah. But it looks cool. Looks cool. I like the colors. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was part of the Saudi Arabian motif. I think that's what uh, Ray's outfit was kind of like that too. Yep. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, I I have no regrets watching it. It wasn't one of those. um, It wasn't one of those that was, what was uh, just, for for a show that didn't move anything forward, really storyline wise, I thought it was a fun show. And I think that's what they figured, and maybe part of the reason why they didn't do Roman and Brock if they did, if they are going to do that at some point. Um, because like Beast in the East, I mean, who wasn't that the only thing of note on that? That that was where Finn went over Kevin, an NXT special match they had there. I mean, they know that no, the majority of their fan base likes to watch live, and they weren't going to be able to watch live today. Well, Beast, yeah, I mean, Beast from the East, it was seeing a Brock Lesnar match in Japan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. What did you think overall, Matt? Uh, the, the setup, the pyro, the glitz and glam of it, I really liked. You know what I mean? Um, and the matches. There was, a good, there was a bunch of good matches. Don't get me wrong. 
to anybody that didn't see it. Go go watch this. But Glenn hit the nail on the head on when to hit fast forward. Yeah. And that's the thing. I think, look, the people that are tuning into this podcast, either you just watch it and you're watching live or you're going to check that you're checking this out at a later time. But I know a lot of people, as we've learned, we've seen uh, Matt, you uh, tweeted that this week. A lot of people listen to this podcast that don't want to watch the event yeah. and they just want to know what happened. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So now now it's that's all done. And so it's kind of like everything gets back to normal again. You know, this was kind of a weird anomaly. But cool to have wrestling on on a random Friday too, though, right? Yeah. How did that feel? Like watching like a pay-per-view, a big pay-per-view, you know, for me in the morning, for you at noon. Felt like Japan, like something when I'd watch a new Japan show, you know, like a Tokyo Dome show. Yeah. It was cool. It was a different change of pace. I liked it. Um, Yeah. Cool show. (sighs) So now I feel like the (laughs) post-WrestleMania lull kind of hits next week, even though we got backlash, but every year you have that post mania lull. And I think that's uh, next week. It's going to start to happen. We'll see what they do Monday on raw. That'll be the big uh, indicator of where things are going. Yeah. So what happens with Joe? Maybe this becomes a three way, right? Joe is kind of a one-off because now he's on SmackDown. So, but it's weird. Like the UK tour that's coming up, it's still Roman Reigns versus Samoa Joe uh, as the main event. So it's clear they don't have anyone to take that spot. Um, apparently, they're not moving Kevin Owens into it. So, uh, they, yeah. what's that? Those, those can all be changed. We know this. Right. But as of right now, they updated their the schedules because Ronda Rousey is going to be facing Mickey James. And so the most updated uh, advertising, they have Reigns versus Joe still. Yeah. It just I seems like it seems like they made the switch to Joe to SmackDown uh, almost uh, without realizing they're, they're lacking heels on Raw. I didn't get it. I didn't get it. But I'm happy in a way for Joe. I think he'll get more. He'll get more shine. He'll get more. You know what I mean? He'll get more run in SmackDown with better matchups. Yeah. All right. So people in the chat room are rating out of ten. There's a lot of fours, fives, and sevens. Uh, Glenn, what do you give it? I'd say it's a, it's probably a six overall. Yeah. What do you think, Matt? Pure spectacle, yeah. Uh, minus, so 70, give it a seven. Yeah, I think the spectacle of it all, um, and th- that it was fun, I, I'd say a seven. Plus, we Titus, got yeah, the tightest slide. We got to see Undertaker. We got to see Cena versus Triple H. So as far as stars go, as far as the event, the pyro goes, Braun winning at the end. It's it's enough to be a seven out of ten, I thought. Six or seven, but seven. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it was cool. I mean, Pyro was the, awesome. The yeah. As a spectacle, it was fantastic. I'm just I'm curious where they go from here. Sorry, Matt, go. Have we seen better, spectacle wise? Pyro wise? Pyro. Not pyro wise. I think pyro, this was one of the best. Um, the whole scene went off. Yeah. yeah, I mean, spectacle-wise, when they, at WrestleMania when they had the amusement park stage. And yeah, stuff. I was gonna say Mania in Florida was pretty dope looking. Awesome. Yeah, yeah New, New York when they had yeah. Manhattan built. Pyro. 
<laughs> they got to space this out next year. I mean, just don't do it three weeks after, two weeks after WrestleMania. Yeah, there must yeah. be a reason why. I mean, I, maybe it wasn't even intended to be on, you know, televised at first. Who knows? But they got a big one in Australia coming up later this year. It's true. So, October. But what wasn't it also kind of last minute though, Raj? Didn't they have to cancel a show like in Nova Scotia? Yeah, yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, I think when they, you know, when Vince and Triple H flew out there, what was that like four weeks, five, six weeks ago, maybe? Um, that's when the deal was made. And wow. yeah, there were there were live events this weekend scheduled in in Canada for SmackDown that that were canceled. So, well, there you <clears> have it. Oh, it's been a long day. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else we want to hit before we uh, take it home here? Uh, I think we got everything. Cool, man. So we've got a weekend. Got a weekend, a wrestling-free weekend. And then Raw on Monday. Yeah. So uh, it's going to be like 70s out here. So I'm going to be playing some golf or something. <laughs> Get out of the house. Going to go see Infinity War? Uh, I don't know. I'm not a big super. I like Spider-Man, but I'm not a big superhero guy. Huh. Interesting. Matt, you into the Marvel movies? Yeah. I love you guys to death, but I just got done sitting there watching five hours of wrestling. Damn there. I'm, I'm getting off now. We've been on for another <laughs> <laughs> Wrap it up, Glenn. Wrap it up. Okay, everyone. We'll see you back here Monday night on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Until then, take care.